This is Andre, and I'm here with Chris Atto, who's the R&D lead here at Morsley Learning. Um, and the hashtag today is MH Training for All, Mental Health Training for All. And listening to your talk, Chris, I guess it really struck me that this is not just training aimed at healthcare professionals. You're looking at reaching out right into all sorts of areas of the community. Tell us a bit about the kind of people that you work with. Absolutely. Thanks very much, um, Andre. Yeah, more than happy to answer your question. Um, so I guess our background is, is very much in mental health um, and, and that's our, our kind of bread and butter and our day, day in, day out. But we're becoming more and more conscious of the uh, imperative, the need and then the importance of us reaching out beyond not just mental health and, and, but also healthcare generally. Um, and so we've started to work increasingly with, with other parts of the healthcare system that are very important to mental health, such as first responders, um, emergency services, ambulance, police, etc. And also then thinking beyond that around uh, groups of people that may benefit most from mental health support or, or may be in need. So we've worked more and more with the probation service and, uh, and we're trying to also branch out as much as we can and in line with current trends um, around children and young people in schools. So uh, we have a few different parts of our organisation that work with schools in multiple different ways from delivering, there's a, a team called Q's Ed who uh, deliver a brilliant eight-week programme in the classroom to year groups um, around understanding cognitive behavioural theory and how that applies to our everyday life, not necessarily just mental health needs. So, for example, disagreeing with friends or, or, or loved ones and not getting something you want. Um, and so that has a kind of a real impact on children children's lives at that early stage and similarly working with people then from childhood up to, to, to uh, throughout adulthood um, in areas that we can work with the right people to be able to understand and cater for and support people who have mental health needs at any time in their journey um, is super important for us going forward. And I guess there's been a real interest in mental health training kind of aimed at the population over recent years obviously we've got mental health first aid um, and there's kind of emerging evidence for the effectiveness of that and we've got other training that's kind of targeted at the population suicide prevention training you know the zero suicide program etc how does what you do in terms of training those diverse groups kind of differ from that sort of offering well yeah i think what we're what we're really trying to look at is how we can make training um the most effective way possible so that includes uh, co-production and co-design so understanding the experiences of people who've been through the mental health conditions we're talking about in the settings that we're talking about interacting with the populations and people that we're talking about uh, and getting their involvement in our training and then also focusing on delivering something that isn't necessarily just knowledge-based uh, not just about building awareness but actually about building empathy and attitudes about building skills about challenging that stigma and actually giving people um, not just the knowledge of what to do but the permission of what to do understanding of what the impact of that is and actually where they can go and take that action um, so it's really about not just um, not just giving people knowledge but building on the wave in this movement that is work that is kind of growing around mental health to influence people's behaviors and influence actual practice hopefully for, for the betterment of lots of people um, whether they're in a mental health service need a mental health service or um, or are just uh, you know living their daily lives I've been really involved with the Equally Well Collaborative in recent months. So this is a, a collaborative that aims to um, look at the physical health of people living with severe mental illness and how we can improve that. And it strikes me that what you do really reaches out to a lot of those health professional groups who aren't necessarily that experienced at working with people with severe mental illnesses. Is any of the training kind of aimed at that population? Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. We want to, to make sure that, that we're 
putting an offer out there that has mental health at the heart but not the full focus of, of everything that we're doing so that includes thinking about what people's physical health needs are with, if they have mental health issues but also what their social needs are maybe what their family's needs might be what their carers needs might be uh, and thinking who is going to be working with those groups of people and how we can support them um, and also we want to think uh, think about people throughout their whole life journey and their quality of life so as well as their mental and physical health needs and, and maybe their social needs what are we doing about the workplace how are we supporting people in the workplace and supporting them to maybe get back into work which we know has a positive impact on their quality of life so yeah we really want to kind of focus whether it's very specifically around um, something like mental health law and legal frameworks all the way through to how we are treating mental health and working mental health in the workplace uh, in people's home lives in the community setting and across all of those different areas taking into account mental physical and social well-being and there's all sorts of different types of training and learning that people following on twitter will have heard about today uh, there's the simulation training, which is quite well known. There's the master classes. There's e-learning. There's blended learning. There's virtual reality learning. Can you give us a kind of broad overview of what's available now and how you see it all fitting together? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd love to. So um, what we've really tried to do is, is develop our portfolio of products to start from... Um, from a knowledge base so we have some face-to-face teaching um, that fits into our master classes we have some online training that fits into our digital work um, that is really about how we give people a grounding uh, in knowledge around mental health training we then try and build that up through um, an opportunity to learn from people maybe the lived experience an opportunity to learn from your peers and colleagues from different professions in different settings um, and then build that up into real kind of uh, intensive skills training that we tend to use through simulation. Um, so as you mentioned, there are digital resources through through Maudsley Learning's online work. There's some virtual virtual reality resources through our partnerships with organisations like Verti um, and Dr Alex Young, who runs that uh, brilliant setup there of how we can use virtual reality and technology-enhanced uh, learning to reach a wider audience of people still in an engaging way. Um, there's our masterclass series, as you mentioned, that's, that's real kind of uh, an opportunity to harness our world-leading expertise and subject matter expertise uh, in a classroom setting and, and, and face-to-face. And then we also have our simulation training, which is uh, super engaging, real skills-based, uh, very much about experiential and reflective learning as a group. And again, we really try and bring people across professional organizational boundaries. And then there's a big chunk of work also around our schools program. So we have a brilliant um, setup here at the Maudsley uh, with our children and young people's mental health services uh, and the psychologists, psychiatrists, nurses and, and other professions that work within that who go out to schools to deliver uh, brilliant training as, as I've already mentioned um, and so there's a range of things we do try and do with schools as well. And listening to you talking about co-production it really makes me realise that my followers on Twitter when they listen to this interview will be saying so how do you co-produce so how do you involve people with lived experience in two things one is deciding what training is required and the other is actually developing the training itself. Absolutely. Well, I'd, I'd love to invite them all to the, uh, the roundtable discussion we're about to have in the next 10 minutes, but I'm not sure that'll be possible. Um, so to kind of run through that and, and please do kind of chase us through social media channels to, to follow up on these and, and, and get in touch with us. Um, the, the main things we look at are those two points that you said. How are we assessing need? So for any of the training delivery we do, a really important part of that is our consultation process and our needs assessment and making sure that, that service user and patient voice and carer's voices are heard at that stage is super important um, and something that we've done, for example, in learning disabilities uh, through involving um, uh, an acting group uh, called the Bait Bean Theatre Company um, who are for people with learning disabilities to, to 
uh, follow their passion and, and enthusiasm for acting by involving them in the very start of how we were going to design a simulation training around that. Um, and then throughout that, that process of consultation, whether we're thinking about designing the materials, the content, uh, making sure there are easy read versions for, for those people to be involved in our course um, is super important. Getting their experiences, making sure we're making reasonable adjustments uh, in how we're bringing people into our training as a way of modelling to our participants uh, you know what they can be doing in their services and then also actually in, in co-delivery so we uh, we use the acting group the, the Bateman Theatre Company as our actors in our simulated scenarios uh, and then as well as providing that experiential uh, interaction with our participants they were able to come into the training room into the classroom after that and give feedback uh, you know as themselves which which is you know a hugely powerful tool to use um, so so yeah there's, there's definitely the opportunity to involve people from very con- kind of conception and consultation state of a, of a program all the way through to, to the actual delivery itself good luck with the demonstrations this afternoon really good talking to you wonderful thanks Andrew. Mm-hmm.